Thank you all so much. Man. Oh, my goodness. That is fun. You can sit down if you're able. My goodness, thank you. Isn't it fun just to be a part of the party? You know, I just, I really like that. The world has so many days they party, and this is our day to party, and I am so grateful for that. And thanks for jumping in and being here and being a part of that. And we just, we've just decided to make this weekend a little bit of singing, a little bit of sharing. I'm going to take 10 or 15 minutes and talk a little bit and and share uh, some more stuff. But I want you to to learn something today. I want us to grow closer to God today. I, I I've called this this talk wanted dead or alive wanted dead or alive and i when i when i say that wanted dead or alive my mind automatically goes to like an old country western movie and i see someone riding a nice horse down a dirt road into town and uh they come up they slide off the horse chaps on loop the rein around the pole walk up to a post board somewhere and take out a wanted poster and tack it up on the wall and it says wanted dead or alive and then there's a picture there and for our purposes today i want you to think of your picture being there because in a sense jesus is a great bounty hunter but he reverses the roles he knew that we were already dead and he's coming to give us life you see the truth is the reality is is that He's pursuing you today. Say, wait, 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 wait. God, Jesus, the Son of God is actually pursuing me. Yes, He's after you. He wants you. He wants to know you and He wants you to know Him. He came to this earth to find you. And He died on a cross to pay for you. And He rose from the dead to set you free. Very few people know what it's like to live in that freedom. What is the resurrection? We celebrate it. We sing about it. Songs have been written about it. But what really is it? I've asked our wonderful pastor, Brent Cunningham, to join me for a few minutes up here. Pastor Brent, if you could come up here. Pastor Brent leads our equip classes, our adult education. He's a really smart guy. We sort of call him our walking encyclopedia around here. How many of you know Pastor Brent? Yeah, good guy, good guy. And uh, lots of good stuff. Great mind, but also a good sense of humor, which is refreshing. Uh, But I asked Pastor Brent to actually write a theological perspective of what the resurrection is. So from a theological perspective, there are many perspectives. From a theological one, this is what he's come to tell us. Thank you, Pastor. I'm really excited to try to communicate something that I think we can understand really simply. I think it's something that will probably be the highlight of your weekend. I have a feeling. And uh, I'm, real, I'm, I'm totally Some of you serious. don't know him, but we'll get um, used to him. But I think it's something that we can communicate to our kids and try to, you don't have to get the exact words down, but try to kind of get the gist of it, maybe communicate with your kids tonight. You know, when we think about the resurrection of Jesus, the referent of it is, is this historically orthodox supposition that it's not the non-bodily post-mortem existence of Jesus, as some have asserted, but rather the reunion of both the corporeal and incorporeal Christ. A primary note, the resurrection is of eschatological import to our consideration of Christology. Let me explain. (laughs) An event of this nature offers substantial vindication of Jesus' radically self-promoting claims to be understood as none other than the one in whom the hypostatic union of dual natures is instantiated, connoting his cosmic lordship. Just wait for the amens till the end here. 
Further, having solid epistemic warrant and grounding for adherence, one can view the resurrection as the antecedent cause for a fervent expectation of an eschatological general resurrection into a realized new creation. And all who were touched deeply by that statement said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's say thanks to Pastor Brent. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually a meaningful paragraph that, that does describe theologically the resurrection. But if you don't know the terms and you can't put it together, it doesn't make a lot of sense. That's exactly what happens to us as we live our lives sometimes, not really knowing this truth about Jesus who really came, really died, and really wants to live in us. It just becomes this image of something fake or phony. A lot of people in our world have never crossed that bridge. I want to give you three things just in your bulletin on the back page. Follow along. Some people like to take notes, others don't. But I will say this, at least if you keep track with me on the back, you'll know when I'm almost done, and that will give you hope. So don't be afraid of that. The first thing is the quest to really live life. The quest to really live life is evident in our culture. People are just by what, how they're living, what they're doing, what they're buying, they have a need for more. That's the culture that we live in. That's from our human nature. I, I think of phrases that we've heard over the years. You could tell me a lot more than these. Go for the gusto. That's more than a beer ad. That's a statement about trying to live life full. You know, go for it. Don't hold back. Just do it. Leave nothing on the table. On and on these could go forever. All of these phrases are slogans that people are using to capture something in us that is alive and well. And that is the desire to believe life is worth living. To get up another day. To go do what it is that you are called to do. And there's a huge challenge in this. Because sometimes our culture teaches us just to try harder. And I think in fact that may be the very thing that leaves us empty. Because trying harder just digs a deeper hole in the pit we're already in. That's why Jesus came. Now I want to talk a little bit about what's really important in our lives. And I want to look at the second thing in the outline is life without Jesus is, is life with a small L, that kind of life, and a big D, death. A small L and a big D, death. When, when Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life, what happens is He is taking this idea of death and life and applying it to our lives. We live in a culture that seems to talk more about death in its negativism, its pessimism. It, it finds the downside of most things. We live life with a little L and a big D. But the truth is, in reality, you are going to go and I am going to go not from life to death but from life to life. Now, it's true. This tent, this body, as we call it, is, doesn't always cooperate. How many of you feel it dying sometimes? Yeah, okay. It's real. It's dying. I get that. But you are not. You will never die. And, and God wants you to live somehow, not with a little L and a big D, but He wants to change that. When you do little L living... It's kind of like having one bite of the best food you've ever had and not being able to have any more. 
It's just, it's a taste. Life with a little L is, is like one sip of water when you're dying of thirst and you need so bad to drink more than that. Life with a little L is like seeing a picture of someone you love and you can never hold them. You can never be with them. It's not fulfilling. It's, it leaves you more empty at times. That's life with a little L. That's the kind of life that so many people live in our culture today. It's like being on a long flight. And I don't fly that much, but I've been on a couple long flights, 12, 14 hours long. How many of you have been on one of those flights? And those uh, torture seats were not made for tall people, right? I've had a few times when I'm just sitting in that chair and I'm thinking to myself, my body is craving to just lay down. Just, it needs to lay down. I can't sit. It's 4 a.m. I'm just stuck here. And you look at that tiny little aisle and you just want to roll off your chair and lay in the aisle. That's little life living. That's what happens to so many people when they don't know the truth about who God is and why Jesus came to this earth. It's more than a religious expression. The third thing is life with Jesus is life with a big L and a small d. What Jesus does is He comes and He switches this. He says, you know what, you don't have to focus anymore on the big D. Now you can have life with a big L and you can truly live on full. When He says, I'm the resurrection and the life, anyone who believes in Me, even after dying, everyone who lives in Me and believes in Me will never ever die. When I think of that concept, Jesus is saying, okay guys, now that I've come, you can do life with a big L. In John 10.10, He said this, the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. My purpose, notice this phrase, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. How many of you want that? That's what we're here for. That's what we believe in. That's what Jesus came to do. I, uh, I've asked Pastor Reza to help me, and he's going to come up here, and we're going to talk for a minute about Beach Reach and what happened there. Beach Reach is a trip that a lot of the young adults of our church and others join them to go down to Padre Island for spring break. And it's probably a pretty rowdy time. It is very rowdy. <laughs> well, we go not just to party, because we don't jump in the party, but we go to help those people who are partiers. Tell us a little bit about that and how. And keep in mind as he's telling you these stories, what's it mean to go from little L living to big L living? Jesus wants us to have real life. Yeah. Well, um, for the last six years, Timberline Church has sent young adults down to South Padre Island, Texas. And South Padre, Texas is a place where in the month of March, over 200,000 college students converge on this tiny little island. How many of you, that's why you don't go during that time? Yeah, okay. And they come and they're, you know, and the week that we go is actually called Texas Week, where all the Texas schools have spring break and Colorado schools have the same spring break. So we go down there and it, there's anywhere from 50 to 70,000 college students down there involved in all these different things, living life in their mind to the fullest. And really, we get to build relationships with them and build friendship with them. Uh, we, we found a few ways to do that. One of the ways that we do is we provide free van rides on the island. We set up a kind of a van system, and they call in saying they need a ride, and we go pick them up from one location, take them to another, and just really get to know people. And really what we use the first couple days of the week, um, the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we just really start building friendships with people, and we see the same people getting into our van. We exchange phone numbers, so we get to be friends with them. 
we uh, go on the beach, and on the beach we pass out free water and free sunscreen and just get to know some people. We build these sand sculptures that represent spiritual themes. And then we provide free pancakes. We provide the pancakes from about 10 at night to about 4 in the morning. The students are coming out of the clubs and coming out of the bars. We just get to feed them and hopefully be able to avoid the situation of alcohol poisoning, just really get them some, some food in their stomachs. And so it's a great way for us to build friendships and relationships with all these college students. Um, this last year, we really got an opportunity to really watch God use our team. There was two people specifically that we came across. One was a young girl, one was a, was a guy, and both of them had, were experiencing the um, signs of alcohol poisoning. And in both instances, we called the paramedics to hopefully you know, help them out and you know, really try to rescue them from this thing that was happening to their body. But there was one guy specifically, his name is Caesar. And Caesar was passed out face down on the beach, just totally lifeless, laying there. And a couple guys from our team, they came across him, and some of his friends and people that were around him had totally ignored him. He's just laying on the, in the sand right there, and people are still partying and drinking all around him. And a couple guys from our team, they grabbed him, they you know, kind of pulled him up uh, onto the concrete area on the boardwalk of the beach, called the paramedics, and the paramedics said that if they hadn't been called within 15 minutes, that uh, Caesar would have died, and he really needed medical attention. He actually went to the medical center, and a couple guys from our team um, those that found him, they built this friendship with Caesar over the next three days. And they got to know him. They talked to him. They visited him in the hospital. They saw him as he got out of the medical center. They actually gave him a ride as he, as he left. And over three days, built a great friendship with this guy and talked to him about life and why we were down there versus why he intended to come down there and really had that great time talking. And on, on Thursday, three days after we found Caesar on the beach, we culminate the trip by doing baptisms in the Gulf of Mexico, on the same beach where everyone's drinking and partying and doing all that stuff, we celebrate this new life for, for the people that have, that have given their hearts over to Christ over the week. And so Caesar, as he was on that same beach, as he was dying three days before, was actually baptized in the water on that same exact beach. Yeah, that's awesome. and amen. Yeah, that was Thank great. You. Thank you, Reza. Bless you. I want you to... Uh, this, this, this is footage from their actual trip, and we've put it together. I want you to take a look at it. Just a couple minutes here.
don't you just uh, pray with me for a moment, Lord? We we see pictures like this and we realize the reality of people searching for more. Wanting to step out of reality just for a day or a week. Because little L living can't satisfy. I ask you today to help help people here in all these rooms in this facility and across the city have the courage to trade in their little L for the big L. To view life from your perspective. To stop trying harder. But to stop and rest and listen in your arms. With heads bowed in here, I I just really don't want this to just be a big emotional pull. I just want you to think about your life. I want you to think about what it means in little L living. And I believe some of some of you want to trade that in today for a bigger picture of life, a faith walk. If you don't know much about God or church or religion, let me just say this. This is a one step at a time thing. It's not about, you know, all of a sudden everything in your life will change. You're going to probably go back to the same job this week. If you're blessed to have a job, you're probably going to go back to the same family circumstance and situations. But the difference will be is you will have the presence of God abiding in that body of yours, that spirit. And I invite you to try that on. I want to lead you in a prayer today in every auditorium in this facility. Clear up to 201, 202 in the Arts Center, South Auditorium. Please respond to this as you respond to God. How many of you would say, I just need to lift my hand, not to you, Jerry, but to God to say, I'm going to pray this prayer of change. I want to begin that journey today. Just hold your hand up, would you please? You can put it right back down, okay? It's good for you. If you don't want to raise your hand, you don't have to, but I want you to identify it in yourself. Just pray this now. Lord, I'm serious in this moment that I want to trade in my little L. I've tried and tried, and I'm not coping very well, and I ask you in faith to forgive and cleanse me, my own life, the things I've done that I know are wrong. And today, I'm going to trust that you are God. I'm going to trust that you did in fact die on a cross for my sin and you came back from the dead. As crazy as that may seem to me, God, I'm going to trust that to be true. And I'm going to ask you to cleanse my thinking, my heart, and help me to start a new a new path today right now. I give you my future, God, and I trust you with it. Secondly, how many of you, you're just stuck in addictions. You're stuck in stuff that's beyond your control and you just need to be set free. Resurrection Sunday is about being free. It's about coming out of that deadness into new life. May I pray for some of you in that situation. Just wave your hand at God or acknowledge it. God, help these right now in real life scenarios to live in the freedom that you have asked them to live in. To be true to you and faithful to you. Help them to know they can't do anything more You have already done it all. And to rest in that, set us free and help us to live with the big L fully alive. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask it. And everyone said, amen. Amen, you guys. I'm proud of you. I love you. I want to do one last thing before we go out of here. We'll stand in a second. But before we do, let me just remind those of you that have come prepared for the one day to feed the world offering. That's going to happen as you walk out today. Ushers will be there. Visitors and guests, this is not for you. But uh, last year we did it. This year we're doing it. This is an offering 
that we are receiving. We've asked people to pray about giving one day of their wage to the poor and the needy in the world. None of this offering goes to the Timberline General Fund for any reason. We're giving it all away. And it's a sacrificial offering. When you give one day's wages, it's a big deal. But if God has prompted you to do that, you can make a check to Timberline and we'll make sure 75% of this offering goes to Convoy of Hope who are first responders and disaster reliefs all over the world. We partner with them all the time. 25% of this money, of this offering, is going to go for local needs. Uh, First responders here, we have some wonderful agencies that we will be assisting them with in that need. So your giving makes a difference. And if you just don't want to or don't have heart to, that's fine, don't. But there's no pressure to. But just know that's when we're doing it, those of you who have prepared, okay? Stand with me if you're able, please, one last time. We started out by saying it and declaring it. I'm going to say it again. He is risen. And I want you to make a proclamation that you believe He is risen indeed. He is risen. (laughs) One more time, let's thank Him on Easter Sunday. Would you join me? Thank God. Amen. Amen. Our prayer team would come on up here. If you want to pray with someone, we'd love to pray with you. Otherwise, please be patient getting out of here today. Our traffic team will help you and assist you, but take your time. God bless you. Thanks for coming to Timberline.